Honestly, seven. We haven't int- like in a lot of podcasts. Like I was listening to Armchair Expert, they always introduce themselves. It's Let's Monica it, Monsoon. <laughs> and I'm Cameron. Dan Shepard. <laughs> I'm Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Kate just to go. Waiting. And I was I'm just waiting Kate. for Kate to go. Sorry. Yep. That's and okay. we're friends. <laughs> and we made a podcast. We did Episode it. seven. We did it, Joe. We bought a zoo. <laughs> Can you guys believe we're three away from ten? A whole decade. A whole decade of wow. podcasts. We're doing a good wow. job, I'd say. Soon we're going to be a national podcast, not just inside the state. What? The state's... Oh, you mean our state oh. of Michigan. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are actually already an international podcast, if you count our listeners. Our cult mm-hmm. members, as we say. Our culties. <laughs> our culties. Um, so, how's everyone's week? Well, it's good for me so far because, um, well, currently we're recording on MLK Day and I had work off. Me too. That's exactly what MLK fought for. Yeah. Yes. He fought, you know, he wanted, he wanted me to sit at home and do laundry. <laughs> That's what I did. And I went shopping and I got some good MLK discounts. Thank you. Thank you, King, for all your time. <laughs> for consumers. You Where did you go shopping? I went to the outlets. Oh, fun. Yeah. I love the outlets. And the Byron Center. Yes, I did. And By I got my grandparents' some, house. Mm-hmm, and I got to some Levi's rib cage <gasps> jeans Ooh. that I keep seeing on TikTok. I've been oh, wanting to get more Levi's jeans. I got what mine for sale? $20. <gasps> Damn. Okay, yeah, I'm Googling this. It's an additional half off. It's the outlet, though, Maggie. It's probably a little bit different. Okay, I'm still Googling it. <laughs> You gotta go, and they have a Shinola there. Oh, yeah. Except I got a watch, or not a watch, a wallet from there one Christmas, and by the next year, it was completely ripped and falling apart. From Shinola or Levi? Shinola. Oh, that's sad. It's okay. It was, like, less than $50, but still, I expected better quality out of them. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had any issues. Well, actually, that's not true. One of my watches broke, but they fixed it for free. Oh, maybe I should reach out. Anyway, how was everyone's week? Good? Yeah. It was it was weekend. good. Yeah. Our weekend I mean, was good. As good as it could be. Well mine was terrible. Thanks for asking. Oh god. How was yours? <laughs> well, Jacob moved. <laughs> moved oh god, yeah. he already moved. <laughs> he moved to DC the worst possible week you could. Oh yeah, my god. Jesus. I know. That's so true. Every street is closed down. They had to like print off his lease to like show to Oh god. the police wow, to get like into the disaster. city. And then he had to go because his work is within like the blocked off limits. He had to go through a secret service check and everything to get into his building today. What are you drinking? Me? Yeah. I'm drinking a wild little thing. What is it? It's a sour ale. Guava, hibiscus, and strawberry. Ooh, she's drinking on this Monday night, baby. It's really good. Um, might get a little violent, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking this medicine, and it if I drink on it, it's side effects with drinking... It says it can make me a violent person. And so Cam and I were drinking just like a single glass of wine when he when I first started the medicine. 
And I was like, better watch out, might start throwing hands. <laughs> it was the first time that she had drank on the medicine. <laughs> I was like, I'm feeling pretty aggressive right now after one sip. <laughs> oh, I was, I was really hoping for a fight. <laughs> I was going to punch the wall like every white boy. Yeah. Well, so it has been a little bit of an LCW, um, trademarked by us, like Culture Week in the pop culture spheres. But we do have a couple of things to talk about. And one is some sad news, at least for, I think, the three of us. Well, I just don't really care, but... Oh, okay. Well, it's sad for me. And they even might be my favorite celebrity couple because they're just really just are wild to me. Well, they're dead now. They're not and dead. And it's the, Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, uh, the couple that is now no longer together, reportedly, is Ana de Adamas and Ben Affleck. It's quite the tragedy. Sorry, I was yawning. It's quite the tragedy. Okay. They got together on the um, filming. Set. What the heck is that movie called? Dark Waters? Deep Water. Deep Dark wa- Water, I think. Da- uh, one of the two. One of the two. Some treacherous waters out there for them as well as the movie that they met on. They've been together for almost a year. Um, she really whipped him into shape after all of his issues, it seems. But there's like a significant age gap between them, isn't there? Um... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how old she is. And I don't... Is he in his 40s? He must be. She is 32. And he is... Any guesses? He's... 41. 45. 48. Wow. I did not realize he was so old. He looks good, man. He's old as hell. Oh my gosh. Kate, do you know what I've watched since our last episode? Gone Girl! I did watch Gone Girl. Speaking Cam of Cam loved it. I loved it. At the end, I literally said, can we watch it again? Isn't it so I mean, good? I yes. liked it a lot more than the first time I watched it, too. It just holds your attention so much, and it doesn't feel long because it's so well-paced. And I just feel like every minute is just so encapturing. I loved it. Um, the only complaint I have is Rosamund Pike's voice is a little bit um, weird. Yes, I agree. And, um, but I still really liked it. And I thought, I mean, she's a great actress and like her acting was great in the movie. I just think the voice she uses just, I don't understand why people like her. Can you picture, what do you mean? Um, the actress? Reese Witherspoon would have the played character. that. That doesn't seem like she has the darkness to play that character. I have to say, I think I would hate that movie if Reese Witherspoon played her. I don't know. I mean, not to be dramatic, but I would hate it. <laughs> I love Reese, but I don't. She's definitely not That's right not for that part. Meant for her. No, I agree. And also, he started filming or like prepping for Batman versus Superman. Ben Affleck did during that movie. So like, in certain scenes, he's a lot more buff and in shape because he started getting mm. in shape for that movie. But yeah. that is just that movie is so good. Is that Fincher? Uh, yeah. That th- yeah, that's yeah. Fincher. One of his best. And speaking of Fincher, um, I think me and Maggie are going to watch Mank soon. Maybe this week. Mm -hmm. Count me out. (laughs) Well, we'll tell you how it is. We have uh, differing opinions on Amanda Seyfried. Well, honestly, I have the biggest issue with Gary Oldman because he won that damn Oscar, which was literally the most annoying Oscar win ever. Darkest Hour. Winston Churchill movie. Oh, Wait, I was like, not... oh, how boring can you get? Like, for real. Darkest hour. Oh. 
I was thinking of the King's Speech, which is definitely not about. No, Winston I Churchill. like that movie a lot. It's Joe but, Biden's um... favorite movie. <laughs> Makes he sense. Had his daughter. So very sad that they broke up. I hope yeah. that Harry and Olivia are next. Selfishly, uh, <laughs> who knows I... if that's even real? Yeah. Speaking of things, if we don't even know it's real anymore. Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett. Maggie has her doubts. And Maggie, I have been what's convinced. Your conspiracy? Well, I was watching a little bit of conspiracy videos with um, their um, Joshua's uh, music video actually has many similarities to Olivia's. And they're like kind of too similar to even like to be accidental or coincidental, you know, like when they're leaning out of the car in the exact same way, they're both in a car there's a blonde girl, blah, blah, blah. I think they've set this all up. I think they're just friends and they're like, let's make us do a sassy little soup for everyone. Don't you think that's a little obvious? What? Don't you think it's a little obvious for them to make their music videos the same? And then people would be like, ugh, screw them. It's just all set up. I don't know. Why would they be so similar? I'm just, I have my doubts. I don't think that either. I haven't really made it through any of Joshua Bassett's content, but I have watched Olivia's. I think that they just both are kind of basic in what they did with the music videos. Like, I don't think either of them are revolutionary or that new. So maybe they just did a certain style. Let me, I'll send you guys the side by side. Um, no, also who else hangs out of a window like... of a car? Rebecca Black and Friday. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. um well, that yeah. uh that song is just sounds like an ed sheeran ripoff who joshua's yeah i haven't listened to it i don't really care to if i'm being honest yeah i don't really either but it's um, fine He's speaking got a nice of voice. olivia voice for a, a little bit she is breaking records she was the fastest or a driver's license is the fastest song to reach 100 million streams on spotify Ever? in spotify's history yeah Holy moly. Is that is crazy. It is she beat Ariana. Crazy. She beat Taylor, Taylor. Justin Bieber. Like, everyone. Mm-hmm. That's insane. There was some exec at Spotify that said, like, we've never seen anything like this where a star just, like, completely blows up and, like, is breaking records when she's seemingly... Like, she hasn't really released any music outside of High School Musical the musical series like all of the other stuff is branded with that that's the power of tiktok truly so good for you olivia we are happy for you we're proud of you another thing that just goes to prove how light of a culture week this was i had to bring it up so <laughs> we've talked about this in a past episode but gwyneth paltrow she sells those candles for like so much money Pucci candles it's yeah it's called this smells like my vagina and i think it's like 80 dollars. yeah it's really expensive and somebody in the uk a woman in the uk has reported that her vagina candle exploded <laughs> in her house uh, I didn't it would have been worse that, if yes. it exploded in her vagina true well now why but... would she be putting it in her, her vagina candle? well you know what else connected to goop has been put in vaginas and has led to a lawsuit oh yeah those jade beads Stones. or whatever they yeah. were 
The beads. There are some type of like bead <laughs> things that you can put in your vagina and they claim like are restorative or something and it was not approved and is unsafe and so Goop was sued and had to pay a ton of money for it for like false yeah. advertising and I don't know. People kept sucking them up there and they were getting suck, stuck. Goops. <laughs> also, Goops really they getting into it. And then they got stuck. Goops, I did it again. Goop, I did. <laughs> that okay, is so front, candle- runner, front runner name of <laughs> episode. Goops, I the did candle, it again. The candle costs $75 or four interest-free payments of $18.75. <laughs> Let's yeah, use let Quarna me afterpay a, po- a candle. Yeah. With a funny, gorgeous, sexy, and beautiful unexpected scent, this candle is made with geranium, citrusy bergamot, and cedar absolutes, juxtaposed with damask rose and ambrette seed. Okay, but her vagina the- doesn't <laughs> smell like that. There's barely a spray. She's doing. She's sticking something smelly up there. Oh, goopy. Goopery. My goopy girl. Yeah, she Goopery. should make Gooper. Oh, please tell me that exists. You have to pitch that to her if it doesn't. Goopery. How do I pitch it to her? Putting poopery. Like I mean poopery. <laughs> I guess it's called potpourri, and poopery is something else. Poopery so is that spray the- you put in the toilet before you poop. Yeah, it works. So it doesn't smell. It works. You put it in p- before you poop? It's called spray yeah. before you go because Oh no, I've puts, been doing it wrong. <laughs> Maggie, it puts a film on top of the water so when your poop goes uh, in, none of the smell it, comes it, up. And it holds it in a little sack. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I we're getting I'm... demonetized, but we are not monetized. <laughs> hey, you know, whoever's going to monetize us has to be ready for being real. For some mm-hmm. goopery. Wow, well, she really sells every stupid thing on this website now that I'm looking does. at it. It's pretty A bad. cake stand. A pink cake stand for $225. Who? Okay, I've never... Monica from Armchair Expert was talking about how she likes Monica to go... Monica Lewinsky. Sorry. <laughs> she likes to go on Goop's website to get gift ideas for Christmas. Mm. And I was like, Monica, you've never been so unrelatable in your life. Yeah. Does she well, buy them from Goop or just yeah, from maybe other places? Just, yeah, maybe they make, like, a good place lists. to curate. Well, yeah, but well, their Goop curated act- stuff is, like, people make fun of it because it's, like, $200 for, like, a bracelet. I don't know. Well, now so that I'm seeing it, example, Goop, but... Goop just sells a bunch of other different brands, really. That's what I'm yeah. saying. They just, like, they're yeah. a platform and they curate. Oh, here's a puzzle that's iridescent, and it is no image on it, and it's $40. We should make that an episode, oh. the 10 worst items. Oh, my God, that would be produced. fun. We should just go through Goop and, like... <laughs> Let's do that for an episode. Oh, dear. If we get to that as our episodes, we're running out of ideas. <laughs> no, I think it's a great <laughs> idea. That would be funny. Anyway. I like it. Um, I watched Soul last night with my mom. Did your mom oh. like it? She said, I can see why, okay, so I work in a classroom, and she said, I can see why the your kids don't like it. Because the kids in my class were Oh, like, they watched it too? It was weird. We didn't get it. They just, like, didn't understand the existentialism of it and found a lot of the jokes to go over their head, which I can understand now watching it. I personally enjoyed it. It wasn't really what I was expecting from Disney, Pixar. Same. 
But I still really liked it, and I thought it was good. But some of the storyline, like, I'm an adult, and I found some of the storylines confusing. Or, like, I have the plot confusing. Like, the spark versus the purpose, and what ended up being 22's purpose was just, like, so you're not looking for a spark, but then why did they have that, like, room of everything to find the your one spark? Like, I don't know. I was just confused. I think that's a little bit purposeful, though, like, for it to be kind of confusing, because life is confusing. <laughs> Maybe. That is true. I liked it. Well, we watched a movie, too. I had already seen Soul, but Maggie and I and our other two roommates watched a movie last night um, that was released on Friday on Amazon Prime called One Night in Miami. It was directed by Regina King, and I love Regina King, from the moment that I saw her in a Cinderella story. Mm -hmm. Me, too. Uh, That was culture. She's great. That That was culture. And it's, it's based off a play... Yes, and I believe it's about... story is after those based off a book. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, anyways, it's about Mal- a night in Miami <laughs> with Malcolm X, um, Muhammad Ali. Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke and Jim Leslie. Brown. Oh. Jim Brown, yes. Leslie Adam <laughs> Jr. is the actor that plays Sam Cooke, not Sam actually. Cook, yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> and it was... You could definitely tell it was based off a play. Like, it was yes. very much, like, monologue after monologue. Like, people, like, kind of yelling at each other and discussing things. And, like, basically only two main, like, set like sets that they were on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like that kind of movie. I like really dialogue, introspective, dialogue-heavy and introspective kind of movie where you can just kind of – it's like character studies – and yeah. this one was obviously very much about, like, how each of them are using their power for basically good and to move their their movements forward and stuff. It was really interesting. And, um, yeah, I learned some things, some historical things that I didn't even know. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah, like Maggie said, I felt like the, the thing that I took away from it the most and kind of, like, the central argument that they kept having was... Like, how do you effectively use your platform, which I think is really relevant for, like, a number of issues today. But for anyone that, like, especially in, like, a social media era. But it was um, very interesting. And I feel like the main argument was between Malcolm X and Sam Cooke. Um, But I very much enjoyed it as well. Um, Any chance that I get to hear Leslie Odom Jr. sing just delights me because he is (laughs) a talent. Especially after that movie, like, I've known him obviously from Hamilton and he's incredible in Hamilton, but it was really fun to hear him sing new things because I haven't really heard him sing anything um, new in a while. And his cover of a change is going to come, which was by Sam Cooke, which closes the movie is just like gave me chills. It yeah, was so good. It's, it was amazing. Um, I was saying that I definitely think he is going to EGOT at some point Yeah, because he's, an amazing actor on his own and he's like his singing is like insane so i really think he's gonna do it yeah i wouldn't be surprised if he gets an a best original song oscar for this movie because i don't think the competition is very steep this year frankly i think he should have egot it before lin manuel no offense to lin but only a little offense actually because he is a little bit for moana but he is talented talking about lin does lin have an oscar I, I think he, yes, for Moana. 
I thought he lost for Moana. I thought he lost to um, Pasek and Paul for City of Stars. La La Land. I hope he did. <laughs> I remember being very upset. Oh, maybe he doesn't have any got. No, he, he doesn't have any He's one away. He's one away. Tony. Oh, yeah. So just the Oscar. Or is he? I want to see Leslie get one, not Lynn. No offense to Lynn. Yeah. Great writer, annoying human. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Um, but the the movie that we saw ties into our topic for today, our culture countdown, because um, the movie was directed by Regina King, a black woman, and she's also a great actress in her own right. I really hope that she gets a Best Director nom, because I thought it was great. But um, our uh, countdown for today is going to be our top five movies directed by a woman. Not enough movies are directed by women. And yes. there are plenty of movies I love directed by women, but like all... Mm the top ones that I thought of were not. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I can't even name more than five female directors that I know off the top of my head. But when I say, oh, this is my, this is my favorite director. Like these people are, I, they're all men because those are all the movies that are given platforms or all the directors that are given platforms to make these movies. So hopefully this is a step forward. And I think that like Hollywood has kind of had a reckoning whether they wanted to or not um and maybe that'll make way for more directors like regina king and other actresses even to transition into directing which a lot of male actors have done so yeah yeah i definitely i think in the i think since 2018 there has been a little bit of a tide turning where i think that there are putting movies directed by women more at the forefront of movie culture but still there needs to be so much change i agree with you kate like it was defeating looking for movies not because i don't love the movies that are on my list like i really do and there are several that would be in my top you know 10 or 20 movies of all time but it is defeating like you only have such a limited group of movies to pick from because women just for decades and decades and decades were not given the opportunity to direct movies like men were and I love uh, a female director. My favorite director is a woman, and we're going to talk about her I later. Mean, it it goes to show. I was like looking at like some award show things from my for when I was coming up with my list, and let me tell you, not a lot of female directed directors have even been nominated, let alone one. Yeah. Let me look up the numbers. Was it Natalie Portman when she was announcing Best Director? She said, and here are the all-male yes. nominees. It was for this past year, I think. Yeah. A year. Yeah, was it all-male this past year? I, I definitely year think... I think there's going to okay, be at this least is, two direct, er, nominated this year. There have been five women nominated for Best Director. Only five. Wow. Yes. And how many winners won? Yeah. One Wait, and that's on Catherine Bigelow, Greta Gerwig, Sofia yes. Coppola, Jane Champ- Campion, Nora Ephron. Is that her name? Wait, Lena Wertmuller. That's it. Oh wow. Yep. That's a little Quite appalling. Sad. And it's I'm thinking like, oh, this movie is like such a female movie or like tells a female perspective so well. It must be directed by a woman. No. I thought that, oh, Legally Blonde must be directed I by a woman. I was thinking that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, Devil Wears Prada Robert. has to be a woman. Yeah. No. No. It's a man. Well, we want to see We're more just... movie directed by women, but let's celebrate the ones that we do love. Yes. Not to say, like, 
I just think that women have such a unique perspective on life and like obviously I think that a woman can tell stories about women in a way that a man man can't possibly do not to say that a man Mm -hmm. can't because obviously Legally Blonde is such a wonderful film that defies the expectations of a blonde sorority girl whatever and that's directed by a man, but I think that obviously the more voices and representation there is, the more people are going to feel represented when they go to movies, and that's a positive thing overall. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I can so. go first on our list. I haven't gone first in a while, if that's okay Please with y'all. Do. Do okay, it. my number five is the movie Big, directed by Penny Marshall. Have either of you seen this movie? Yeah. Yes. The one with Tom Hanks? Yeah, so this is a Tom Hanks film. I remember this was one of the few kind of older movies that my parents showed me in my childhood that I was really obsessed with. And I remember one summer I watched this a lot. And if you don't know this movie, it's basically um, a little boy. He wishes to be big and then he becomes big and then he like works for a toy company. And it's Tom Hanks and it's so fun. And it has that really iconic scene in FAO Schwartz in Manhattan where he's playing the piano and... I really like this movie and I had no idea that it was directed by a woman until I was searching for um for my list today. Same, yes, I saw Penny, the uh, too. I was shocked. You know Penny Marshall is Gary Marshall's sister. Oh, that's cool. Director of Pretty Woman, Princess Diaries. All that. A successful um, family. Anyways, this movie always weirded me out a little because he's like a child that turns into a man and then he's um how shall i put this yeah he gets pursuing an old late an older lady and then (laughs) that is a little weird i think at at some point she realizes i think that that he's a kid and then it's all very strange yeah like what if he impregnated her (laughs) oh gosh and then turns back into a little boy (laughs) <laughs> and then he's only like 10 years older than his child that is creepy yes but i still think this movie is fun <laughs> it is it is fun okay it's a great one do either of you want to do your f- number five Who wants to go next um i think me um okay. so my number five is the farewell by Lulu Wang. And so Aquafina. The Farewell starring Aquafina, who is also in Crazy Rich Asians and what is she what else is she, is she a rap? Yes, she's a rapper. I think she was a musical artist maybe. I don't think she's a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> she's in Nora. that show oh. Comedy Central. She was in, she was in Ocean's Oh, I google Edge. Aquafina and the But anyways, The Farewell and the water comes 20, up. <laughs> or no, it came out in 2019. I almost said 2020 um and she's going back to china or not her she's i think second generation immigrant um going to china to with like her whole family to say goodbye to their dying grandmother and the grandmother doesn't know that she's dying and i think that was maybe just the way they did they, the way they do it or something they didn't want to tell her um because yeah, it's part of their tradition yeah because they want her I to believe. enjoy her life and so they like arrange this fake wedding so that they can all go and say goodbye to the grandmother and since aquafina her name's billy in the show in the movie i mean um since billy was kind of raised in america and doesn't really 
identify with the traditions as much as her family. She's really frustrated and conflicted during the movie, saying goodbye, and she's very close to her grandma. And then she's also, like, having a reckoning with her relationship to China growing up in America. And it's just, like, a really, really good movie. A great cast. It's The dialogue's amazing. I would recommend it to anyone. My mom loved it, and she's very picky about movies. Um, I was going to say that it's really well acted because Aquafina definitely is known for being a comedic actress and there's very little comedic performance in this movie if at all well i would say there's like it's kind of like dry humor but i would agree with you she's a very good serious actress which caught everyone by surprise yeah she was Cam, when did you see it i just watched it on my own one night i think it's on amazon prime it sounds like you're lying no i watched it <laughs> it was i really liked it it was a little slow but i think maggie would really like it I haven't seen this one yet because um, it does sound a bit heavy and I have to be in a very specific mood to watch a movie like that, but I'm definitely interested in watching it. I don't know if I exactly loved Aquafina and Crazy Rich Asians actually, but I have heard a lot of good things about her in this. Um, obviously, she's playing quite a different character and stuff. Yeah, and she doesn't does seem sound... like the same person. Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Def- it's definitely on my list to watch. Okay, Cam, you're next. Number four. No, Maggie. Maggie, Maggie said big. Five. No, no, Cam said oh, big. Oh, I'm sorry. Cam I thought you big. both said big. <laughs> That's why I was confused. <laughs> no, big, just big, me. Oh, I'm sorry. Biggie, That's biggie. why I was like, I was confused and you were like, who wants to go next? I thought like I'm the only one who's left. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Um, My first one is a movie called Mudbound. This was a Netflix movie that came out, mm, I believe it was in 2017. It was an Oscar contender. I don't know if it actually got nominated for a lot. It's about um, this man who comes back from war, I believe, to work on like a farm. And it's about, it's a white man interacting with um, a black family who lives on the land as well. And it is a very tough movie to watch because it, it gets like quite uh, like gory and I don't know just hard to watch but it was like really beautifully acted and well made um who was it directed the, by it's directed by D Reese I think this was her first big movie oh okay. maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong I have not seen this movie nor have I heard yeah, of it either. but it stars Garrett Hedlund, who um, impregnated Emma Roberts. Oh. <laughs> and she just had his baby. Yes. She's oh, canceled. Good I for you, guess Emma. They're, toge- they're together. Um, it also has Mary J. Blige, and Jason oh. Mitchell was the other lead in it. I remember I a discussion about this because Mary J. Blige mm-hmm. was going to like maybe get nominated. She I was great this. in it. She was really good in it. Um, I don't know a lot about the director actually but i remember there was a lot of buzz around her at the time um she directed a couple of other movies it looks like called one is called pariah i really like this one when i saw it again it is like a very emotional and like it's a difficult movie to watch but i would recommend it but a trigger warning because it's t- a tough one <laughs> um Speaking of Mary J. Blige, this is off topic, but I saw a video of her today on Twitter, 
And you know how Taylor Swift used to bring people on to like every show, like a different singer, Mm -hmm. Mary J. Blige and Taylor Swift were singing one of her songs and it was absurd. Like just watching Mary J. and Taylor (laughs) interact. When did this happen? It, uh, the 1989 tour. What song were they singing? I can't remember. It was a really big one. Um, but you could tell like Mary J. was not being mean at all and she was like interacting with taylor but you could just tell there was a weird dynamic between them naturally (laughs) and a different performance style right 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 right. (laughs) interesting oh i i have one more piece of information about this movie um so d reese became the first black woman nominated for an oscar um in best adapted screenplay category Mm. for mudbound so that was one of the big um stories around Mm. this Film. Congrats, D. Proud of you, D. <laughs> um, okay, so I will do my number four. So, um, my number four is one of my favorite childhood movies, going back to childhood movies. It's The Parent Trap, directed by Nancy Myers, starring Lindsay Lohan, um, amongst some others. Dennis but Quaid. Lindsay. Dennis Quaid yeah. and oh, Natasha well, Richardson. starring Lindsay Lohan. Natasha Richardson. Oh, is she the one that plays the the stepmom? No, mom? she's the mom. She oh, was married yeah. to um, Snape. Liam. Wait, no, I mean Liam no. Neeson. Liam Neeson. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, the Parent Trap is just fantastic. Oh. And I think it's one of the great childhood child acting performances. Lindsay Lohan is just a freaking star in that movie. She's so good playing both twins, Chloe and Hallie. Um... I love Chessie. Chloe and, and Hallie. No, it's Chloe not and Chloe. Hallie. <laughs> Annie and Hallie. <laughs> and their mom, Beyonce. Love you and I the hour. Hey, Chloe and Hallie should do a remake. That'd be they great. They should get the handshake. They're not twins. They're sisters, but. They um, could pretend to be twins. I love this movie, and it has a great soundtrack. What are and their actual names? From it is, this will, this be. will be. I knew it. An everlasting love. Um, it's Annie and Hallie. Oh, that's okay. right. I so knew close. I had one of the names right. I know when you said Chloe and Hallie, I was like, that sounds off, but I know Hallie, and so I just went along with it. You're like, yeah. It's like Chloe. Um, do you guys do you guys like this movie as much I, as I do? This is one of my all time favorite movies, and I can't believe I didn't know it was a Nancy Myers movie. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed it growing Same. up. Um, I think I've seen it so many times that like. It's like, okay, uh, if I see it anymore, and that dumb bitch who the dad's trying to marry annoys Mer- me What's so What's her name? Much. Miranda? Like, Meredith? Meredith. Meredith. Mm-hmm. Ugh. She, she became a home. meme, I feel like, this past year. Yeah, she really embraced it. But um, the one part I really remember and always thought about was the part where they pierce her ears, and she oh, puts terrifying. an apple behind mm-hmm. her ear. Yes. And I got an argument in some. Or I got into an argument with someone who said it was a lemon. I'm like, why would you put a lemon behind their ears? No, it's, it's definitely sting. an apple. I thought it was like, yeah, Ding it's dong. an apple. I remember vividly when they cut her hair. I really was satisfied by the scissors they used, and so I really wanted a <laughs> pair of scissors like that when I was little. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely like a formative. Oh movie my gosh! For me. I love yes, it. I. Brittany, our Maggie and my roommate from sophomore sophomore year? No, junior year. Junior. Um, we learned the handshake. We were obsessed with that movie. Da 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 da
Yeah. Um, Kate, do you want to? Oh, move that on is to one of the Maggie. Four? Oh, sorry, did I interrupt you, Maggie? That is one of those movies that like makes me really anxious though because of all like the like I don't know the switcheroos and the yeah and like when she's in there's something like in the closet like on the phone you think and she like gets caught when she's on the phone um at like Thanksgiving or whatever like yeah I get what you're saying or the whole scenes when they're like going through I think they're in a hotel and they're like switching and like they're like oh I'm me I'm me I'm like just tell them and just tell them to get married again yeah it's always simpler. I think life, it's fun. It? No, I love that movie, and it's way better than the original. I've never seen the original, but Bad. I listen to the original. Original's you. fun. They sing, "Let's get together, yeah, yeah, yeah." Two's just nice. Do they sing that yeah. in the in the new one? Oh. Okay, the Hurt Locker is my number four. That's um, directed by Catherine Bigelow, who also directed Zero Dark Thirty. And some other similar movie. I just, I love Zero Dark Thirty and The Hurt Locker. I, did you say she was the first female to be nominated for Best Director? Um, um, she's first, the only, only one, one to, to win. Won. Oh, oh, right, right, yeah. right. To ever win for The Hurt Locker. It's starring Jeremy Renner, who also has become a meme. But um, <laughs> I really like this movie because, or I really like Catherine Bigelow because I feel like she directs action-packed, like, thriller, like, exciting like war movies that a lot of women don't for whatever reason get the opportunity to do in Mm -hmm. hollywood and obviously she does it really well this movie is just like if you've watched uncut gems and you feel like how anxious watching that movie makes you because it's so fast-paced and stressful like the hurt locker is that times 10 and this movie is so good and um I don't know. If you like movies like Argo and obviously if you've seen Zero Dark Thirty, like you would love The Hurt Locker. It's it's really good. Or like American Sniper maybe. Like it's similar to that. I'm pretty sure we were forced to watch Zero Dark Thirty in school. It's about like the aftermath of 9-11 of and... Or maybe it was Argo we were forced to watch in school. I always get those two mixed up. The two movies of hers that I have seen are Detroit right. that came out a couple years ago. That's her most recent movie, I think. And Point Break. <laughs> Who is in that one? From 1991, Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze. It's about surfing yeah, and robbing surfing banks. Movie. I don't think I've seen that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's really fun. I love Catherine Bigelow. Keanu Reeves is like... I was prime. looking up pictures of her today because I was just looking at female directors. She kind of looks to me like Allison Janney. I thought she looked like Catherine Schwarzenegger. I don't know who what she looks like. She kind of looks like Catherine Bigelow. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think she doesn't look like it. Okay. Max, do you want to do your number four? Sure. Uh... Oh, golly. So my number four is the movie Dogfight, which I haven't seen in a long time. Um... But I remember absolutely loving it when I saw it. And it's actually a um, musical I learned from Cameron yes. not too long ago. Um, but the reason I watched this movie in the first place is because it is one of River Phoenix's few movies. I feel like he didn't get to do that many movies because he was gone right at his height. Yeah. But um, I was so obsessed with him and I was like going back and watching all of his movies. Um, 
and it's about the it's like about this girl in the 60s the vietnam war and like the girl is talking about all the music she loves like joan baez and joni mitchell and i was like oh my god i love this because that's like all my favorite music and it's the story of like this guy getting dared to date an ugly girl and which is kind of like horrible (laughs) but then he ends up like realizing that that sucks and he like falls isn't that the plot of a walk to a while (laughs) it kind of isn't starring mandy Moore. but it i remember it being a really good movie and also randomly i took this one class it was like a film class a couple years ago in college and this lady came in and gave a talk and then i was like this why does this name sound so familiar I'm like, oh, it's the director of this movie, Nancy Savoka. She came in and talked for our class. Um, she, I don't know what else she directed. Some smaller, like, kind of independent movies. Um, one's called True Love. That's the one she came in to talk about. But I really love this movie, and I just always love um, Joaquin Phoenix. And the girl Not in Joaquin Phoenix. Taylor. <laughs> oh, Joaquin Phoenix's brother. Um, River was in, what's that movie called where the boys go on to find that Stand yeah, by me. I love that Stand movie. by me. That's another one of my favorites. Aw, I want to watch that. That sounds good. You yeah, should. I I love. I really like the music from the musical. I've never seen it. The musical is starring Derek Klena and Lindsay Mendez. <laughs> the movie the, is the not a musical. Darn. I wish it was. What? I said I wish it was. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm gonna move on to my number three. Um, my number three is uh the movie hustlers which was directed by laureen scafari i think that's how you say her name um and it was starring jennifer lopez constance Wu. there were a lot of big names in this at the time um lily reinhardt kiki palmer lizzo cardi b i love this movie i remember i was so excited to see it and i went and saw it with maggie and two of our other friends and every minute of it i loved it basically it's super fun it has a little bit of um, mystery to it, almost. Not really. Thrill. But, um, <laughs> thrill, yeah. There's some thrill there. Um, and I just thought J-Lo was great, and I think she was snubbed, not for an Oscar, but for an Oscar nomination. I agree. Uh, however, if your mother is quite conservative and doesn't enjoy swearing or anything... <laughs> <laughs> or titties or butts don't watch this with her because you will hear her go they're ah, all over the place ah, every two seconds and she made me fast forward oh. a bunch of the scenes so i feel like i haven't really gotten the full experience of hustlers but what i watched i did enjoy it is based off of a true story i think it was a new yorker or maybe a new york times article that and then they turned it into this movie and i really like that i thought it was cool i don't know how accurate it was to the story i haven't read the actual story but um it is a very very good movie and it's um very uh fascinating the entire way through. it's very similar in like pacing and just theme i guess to like a heist movie which i found i just mm. love when they yeah. like bring a group of people together and have this plan and go for it and like when it goes wrong yeah. and it's just like very high stakes i love those types of movies mm-hmm. yeah i can't have to say i don't love constance Wu's hair but um <laughs> true the the um j-lo um like pulled scene of her um dancing to um is it what's that song by fiona apple criminal criminal it that is just 
and amazing. It's it is art if you ask me. <laughs> I actually think Constance Wu is a solid actress. Yeah, I love her in Crazy Rich Asians. And she was good in this movie too. Mm-hmm. Just the haircut was a no go. Yeah, just the hair. I think she's a good actress, yeah. Um, Kate, do you want to do your number three? Sure. Um, so I'm just going to say my number three and then we'll talk about it later because it's higher up on someone else's list. But my number three... Wait, should we save it? Or do we skip? Or... Oh, is that what should we're I doing? Should say it and then wait to talk about it until Maggie gets to yeah. it? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. Just, I'll just say sure. quickly, my number three is Lost in Translation by Sofia Coppola. And that's... A... Okay, that's oh, my okay, next one. Okay, so we'll too, talk so. about oh, it now. Do a joint little moment. <laughs> Maggie's number three is also lost in translation. Anyway, Sofia Coppola is from a famous family. Her father, what's his name, Frank? Francis, Francis Ford, Ford Coppola. <laughs> Close enough. Well, Frank. Like Frank directed what? Apocalypse Now. The Godfather. Yeah. yeah, like what didn't he direct? And so one of the greatest and highest regarded directors of all time and then let's see her cousin is Nicolas Cage Cage. (laughs) like their whole family is very famous um and I just think very well accomplished Nicolas Cage that's depends on who you ask but she has directed a lot she directed what Marie Antoinette Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. Lost in Translation, obviously. Um, Her new movie this year was on called the On Rocks. the Rocks. I really liked On the Rocks. I loved that movie. Me too. Movie. And um, she did... Somewhere. She's done, like, seven or eight, yeah, mm-hmm. full-length movies. She was on an episode of Armchair Expert, and I just really liked her, and I thought she was very well-spoken. She seems so cool. Just seems like a very cool girl. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of the movie, Maggie? I really enjoy about her movies, like... This was, I think I've only seen really two of her movies, this one and Somewhere, and they're both very, like, kind of slow burns. They're very, like, mm-hmm. which Little I... Little dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that, but... um. Lost in Translation, I feel like, doesn't have a lot of dialogue. I think she just chooses her words very wisely. Mm-hmm. I like, think it's, if Sorkin had a little bit of self-control, he'd mm-hmm. be Sophia Coppola. They're very introspective movies. The reason mm-hmm. I chose Lost in Translation over Somewhere is because I am a really big fan of Bill Murray. And I just mm-hmm. think I like seeing him in a more serious role. I think he can really do it all, basically. He's so funny. And this that shows in this one. But also you see his more like tender and like sweet side. Um and also, you know, Scarjo, Scarjo's pretty good in this too. Scarjo kind of is a breakout role, kind of. Yeah, she was in. She's been in a lot since she was young, but this was probably her first like critically acclaimed like yeah. um thing. But um, I, I don't know. She's very hit or miss for me, Scarjo, and this was a hit. <laughs> this was a hit for me. Depends on what race she's playing. Oh yeah true <laughs> i like how i really like and i think kate has mentioned this on other another podcast how when um directors or filmmakers have a relationship with a few actors or one actor mm-hmm. and they do a lot of movies with them and um sophie coppola has this with two people she has this with bill murray and um kirsten dunst 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool that she kind of like creates these movies and she knows these people so well and like knows how to write to them and create characters around them and stories around them. So I just really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I think Maggie was the one who said that, but I wholeheartedly oh. agree. Did... I love her. Everything that Bill Murray has been in, I love, especially On the Rocks and Lost in Translation. Did anyone ever see Bling Ring? <laughs> Yes. Was it good? No. That's Sophia. That's like um, her worst, yeah, it's like her worst reviewed one, I think, movie. I didn't love it. I thought it was kind of cheesy, but I think it also was kind of meant to be. Yeah, I think like, she was going for a, a younger a younger yeah, demographic, yeah. Right. Um, I would, yeah. Not I've never best, seen that one. But I watched that again recently for some reason, and I was I liked it better the first time. Mm. But it had its moments. Cam, what's your number, number two? two? My number two is um, a movie we talked about in the last episode, the Adaptations episode, um, and it is Clueless, directed by Amy Heckerling. Um, in the last episode, I went a little bit more in depth, um, but I just think that this is a classic example, like you were saying, of Legally Blonde, of just a female portrayal that you feel like has to be told by a woman. And I think that the, the way that Amy Heckerling directs the movie really... Although Cher is super privileged and um, is a little bit of a dummy at times and says some things like the Hadians comment and all of that where you're like, okay, girl. But I think that you just have, you've ha- come to like this character in a way that if maybe it was told by someone else, you wouldn't. Um, and obviously Paul Rudd is great in this movie, like we said last time. And there's not much more to say about it. I just think it's so funny. If you, and if you haven't watched it, you just need to watch it. It's a classic. Agreed. Um, okay, my, my number two, I'm deciding which one I'm going to make my honorable mention. My number two is, I can't decide, um, Enough Said by, directed by Nicole, I'm not going to say this right, Holofsener, Holofsener. Um, this is with, what's the guy from The Sopranos? Joel, something Gandolfini, right? James Gandolfini. This was his last role before he, like, suddenly died of a heart attack. And then um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is in it. And it's a very, like, understated movie, but I think it's directed really well. Um, The dialogue is really good and strong. um, And it's really good to see them both in... Well, obviously, James Gandolfini's in a serious role, as he is in The Sopranos. But to see Julia Louis-Dreyfus in this role, obviously, there are, like, humorous moments. But it just seems like a very real relationship um, and nothing too crazy happens. But it's funny, it's entertaining, it's realistic, and it's directed really well. And I'll love anything that JLD is in. Me too. We are a JLD fan club. Mm Mm-hmm. Big time. Maggie? (laughs) Okay. Um, My number two, which is neck and neck with my number one, is Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I really love this movie. I really enjoy subtitled movies because I feel like you have to pay a lot of attention to them and I like when a movie just makes me pay attention um that's I I think that's what really got me hooked into this one like I was like because I I wanted to watch it but I was like putting it off because I was like I need to dedicate my full focus on it um but I really love this movie the two main actresses are so great Adele Hanel um, and Naomi Merlant. Um, 
And the director is Celine Schiama, I believe it's pronounced. Uh, probably I'm pronouncing it wrong. But um, the fun thing about this is that she was dating Adele Hanel like right before the movie they filmed the movie and then they broke up <laughs> and so oh, the whole wow. movie is was filmed after they broke up so I oh it, it makes me wonder like if there's a little bit of a little bit of that sprinkled in you know mm-hmm. to wow, her direction I um I don't know was this movie based off of any book or anything or was this mm. I don't know but this has always been high on my list to watch eventually again like maggie said subtitle movies just since it is in french um you have to pay attention so i have to like actually set aside the time to pay close Mm -hmm. attention but it's really big in gay circles like a lot of Mm -hmm. um gay people love portrait of a lady on fire i think it it was very beautifully written like just oh you've seen it yeah oh it was i know right um very no i'm not i just didn't know (laughs) I, i thought that only maggie had seen it no, I watched it by myself, um, and it wasn't my favorite for whatever reason. I I think it was really well done and very beautifully written, like poetic dialogue mm-hmm. almost. Um, and I no spoiler alerts, but I loved the ending where they see each other, mm-hmm. um, and I just think it was set up very well, but I didn't love the pacing or... I don't know, just the storyline, I guess. Didn't it's, I wasn't that invested. Uh-huh. It's another one of those slow burn movies right. like which I uh, I typically like. So, um Yeah. Also, Lost in side translation note, also a slow movie. A side note, we talked about this at the beginning how few movie or how few like well-known female directors they are, but we could make an entire episode ranking like individual male directors movies and mm-hmm. we could do it well and we are struggling to find five movies by five female directors isn't yeah, that like sad different directors yeah, like i sad. could make i could make like a top five list of like fincher or um denis Villeneuve, sorkin sorkin easily and i can't even find five female directors hardly mm-hmm. but go on so. maggie Oh, I didn't have much else to say. I just really loved this movie, and it was um, a, a good time. <laughs> Did you find if it was based on something? Uh, I don't think I mean, it was. Let me find the writer. Uh, I did oh, love oh, the, the anticipation. Director, the director was the writer. Oh. Oh. So that's cool. I do love the anticipation in that movie of seeing her face for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Because she won't let people paint her. I that is that. That was cool. Yeah, I did like that. Do we want to go around and do our honorable mentions before we do our number one? Yeah, you first. Um, I'm just gonna do two quick ones. Um, my first one is a movie that I really liked. It it was not. Um, I didn't like it enough to go on my top five, but it's Booksmart, directed by Olivia Wilde. Who we've been talking a lot about these past two weeks. Um, I love a lot of the cast in this, and I do really like Olivia Wilde, specifically Bainey Feldstein. I mm. think anything she's in, I will enjoy just because she's such a likable figure, and she's a great actress. Um, I thought it was really, like, it was really fascinating, interesting to watch. I don't think it lived up to the comedic expectations I was hoping for. I didn't think it was, it was super funny, but I do, I do like it, and I thought it was cool. It was a little weird for me, but... I thought it was cool, and I'm really excited to see Olivia Wilde's next movie, um, Don't Worry, Darling. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that that would be at the top of my list if we made this a year from now. But 
Yeah. And then my second one, we've uh, talked about a little bit already, but On the Rocks, which um, was Sofia Coppola's mm-hmm. movie that came out this year. I thought it was really funny. Um, and it made me really start to like Rashida Jones because I'm not the biggest fan of her, but I thought she did really well in this movie and was really great with Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. I loved that movie. It was a little pretentious, but I laughed at it a ton. And I mean, I laughed yeah. at the humor in it yeah, a ton yeah. and thought the relationship between her and Bill Murray was great. And I was like kind of on the edge of my seat to see how it was going to end. Hated um, the ending. Gotta say, hated yeah, the ending. Yeah, I but... didn't enjoy the ending, but I really enjoyed that movie. It was a fun Me too. watch from my couch. I don't think it was necessarily like a theater movie that I would go and see, but... It Do you want to know really where fun. I saw it? You saw it at the theater. Yeah. And then they closed again right after that. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, yeah, definitely a very um, easily watching your home movie. Yes. Um, my honorable mention is Sleepless in Seattle by Nora Ephron. Um, that's with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. They love Star doing of rom-coms. Movies. Yeah, rom-com king and queen. Um, I recently watched this movie, I feel like I've seen it in bits and pieces, but then I recently watched it in full with my mom, and I really liked it. It's a little, like, unbelievable, but (laughs) that's what makes it good. Um, And I just love their relationship, and I love the way they are having these two separate storylines and then finally come together at the end. Um, I love Rosie O'Donnell in it. This house is really cool. His house is really cool. His son is really sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just really like that movie. It's just one of those comfort movies that you can watch yeah. in bed. Well, snacks. my honorable mention is also Nora Ephron. And I believe her best um, movie, um, When Harry Met Sally. Mm. I love this one. I just think that Meg Ryan and... Billy Crystal have such fun chemistry. I love that Carrie Fisher's in it. She's just being her sassy little self. Um, I especially, I think there's really, they have really fun, like, outfits in this movie. And also, I love seeing, like, New York in the fall. It's so pretty. And uh, I love those scenes. exactly what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, I love the scenes of them, like, just walking down the orange, like, like pathways with the trees in are Central all Park, colorful. Yeah, yeah it's... I love this one. I like how it shows different, like snippets of their life life throughout the years. I feel, I feel like it builds up really good. Like, you really want them to be together, and you like get to see how their relationship changes from like enemies to friends to more than friends and all that. And it's cute yes. and it's fun. And I like. I love little... a good movie. Dis- Sorry, what? go on, Cam. I was just gonna say it's a great display of turtlenecks. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. I love a movie where they're friends and you just want them. For selfish mm-hmm. reasons, I love this movie because this is my situation for a very long time. And I would just, <laughs> you guys right. know, I would just, I would identify with it so much. And you just want them to be together so badly in the moment when they finally stop missing mm-hmm. each other, like missing each other's opportunities right. and like passing up on it and finally get it together yeah. and connect is so good and I live for yeah. it. I Billy Crystal has a great speech at the end. He's like the one that's like I want to be the I want you to be the first thing I see when I go to bed and first thing in the yeah. morning. I don't remember it, but it's really good and it's really sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we Aww. all have the same number 1, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> We do. Well, I don't know if this is necessarily my number one, but I'm jumping on the train. Yeah, me too, honestly. This is definitely my number one. This is actually, I'll say it afterwards. Let's just say what it is. On ready? Three, 
two, one. Ladybird. <laughs> Directed by Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. <laughs> this is my favorite movie ever by my favorite director starring my favorite actress, Saoirse Ronan. With wow. Timothy Chalamet and Laurie Metcalf, Laurie Beanie Metcalf. Feldstein, Lucas Hedges. Lucas Hedges, the dad. I don't know his name, but I love him. He's great. Yeah. I really think this movie kind of is going to be looked back on as like the beginning of a lot of the future stars' careers. Like mm-hmm. Beanie, Sersha, Timothy, Lucas. I think they're all going to be like some of the biggest stars of their generation. And Greta. Yeah, and yeah, I think this will be like really always highly regarded. I really loved this movie the first time I saw it. I love the mother-daughter like relationship, the struggles they have, and I love the, like, I went to a Catholic school when I was younger, so I really related to her, like, just her experience there, and like, I don't know, I thought it was really good, and I related to it. I loved this movie so much that I saw it, but I saw it once with a friend and then I told my mom that she was going to love it. And then, so we went and saw it and she hated it. No. (laughs) And she was like, why did you make me watch that? But I still love this movie. Um, I, I was listening to a pod, another movie podcast and they were kind of going over, um, like period dramas almost, or just like that reflect on a certain decade or something like that. And they're like the most recent one that like, isn't really thought of as like a, not a period drama. That's not the right word, but, um, is Ladybird Cause it encapsulates like the early 2000s. So clearly. And yeah. especially like in that area, you know, post nine 11, everyone kind of making sense of the world. Like that was really a shift and no movies have really, done like oh i guess the podcast was on like coming of age films and this Mm -hmm. is like one of the first coming of age films that really encapsulates the 2000s during that time totally i love um dave matthews crash into me i love how that playing the whole time it's like a cheesy song but then it becomes like when you see the movie you're like oh it's like it's like like sentimental it feels sentimental even though i i didn't have a really sentimental attachment to that song it felt sentimental you know Mm-hmm. And the character, I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off. Cam keeps going to say something. <laughs> the second I start talking, it's like, and then I can't say anything. <laughs> but the character that Timothy Chalamet plays, I feel like we all know someone oh, exactly yeah. like him, and you just mm-hmm. like can't stand him. But also, it's Timothy. Yeah, but he well, just like I... thinks he knows everything, and he's like mm-hmm. fake woke and reading, totally. like, you know. I feel like that's the kind of boy we all had, like, a crush on when we were younger, and then you look back on it, and you're like, he was just insecure and trying to be, trying yes. to be all that. Thinks he knows everything, mm-hmm. yes. Played so well by him. Oh, Maybe yeah. Maybe just like mm-hmm. him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say that, so, I think a lot of people can relate to this movie because of the mother-daughter relationship and kind of the struggles of that, which I obviously do not have a mother-daughter relationship because I am a son. Um, True. But where I find so much meaning in this movie is in the um, Saoirse character 
just her longing to want to be somewhere else and be somewhere new and bigger. And she like throughout the whole movie talks about how she wants to be on the East coast and she wants to be in New York, which is very similar to me. And I think towards the end of the movie, she kind of like realized or it comes to this appreciation of where she came from and like who it made her become. And I just find that so powerful because I've recently, I've really had that right realization that I do really love where I came from. And meanwhile, I don't want to be there forever. Like I'm always going to appreciate um, the places that I grew up in. And it just really like, oh, it makes me cry sometimes so hard. And I think also the whole narrative of Saoirse wanting to like find cooler friends and not feeling cool mm-hmm. enough. And then oh just coming back God, to yeah. Beanie, who's always been there for her entire life. That, like, that you know, me. the one bratty girl who's um like pool she goes to or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's I rich. literally saw every like bratty girl at my Catholic school in that character like literally Mm -hmm. it was that to a t their skirts were like they would get in trouble for how short their skirts were like whenever they did a skirt check and everything and they were like oh my god it was i was like i hate this character so much Mm -hmm. because she was like such a real like a real a real person yeah Yeah. i love the 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 relationship between searsha and the father as well oh yeah Mm -hmm. so it's like so sad and sweet but like where she would ask him to drop her off down the street and then later the mom said you know how much that hurts your dad like oh my gosh it just broke me yeah Uh, i love i think laurie metcalf i was like so mad that she didn't get to ask her for that i don't know who got it that year but i thought she was amazing in that also, a really small moment. Lucas Hedges is incredible in this movie. But a small moment that I think is, like, one of the most perfect things I've ever seen is him acting at that audition where he's singing Giants in the Sky and just, like, the nervousness and, like, oh, just, I don't know, how he does it is so perfect for that <laughs> moment and who he is. It's and so crazy And then how crazy she's, good. like, obsessed with him even though he's not a good, really a good singer. Like, yeah, him when and you're Beanie, in high like, school, you need oh, to be, yeah. like, and a guy, you need to be, like, not even very good like, at singing to be, like, the leads and all the musicals and stuff. And the girls will just fall at your feet. And she's like, oh, he's singing Giants in the Sky. <laughs> oh, also the song that Sersha sings is incredible. Oh, she's what just great. What did she great. sing? She says, everybody says, don't. Everybody says, don't. It isn't kind. Is that a Sondheim um, song? Yeah. Yes. So everybody says, don't. Maggie also loves when they eat the, what's it called? The the wafers. Oh, yeah. Oh, when they yes. eat the wafers. Because I was like, I want to eat those wafers. They taste so good. They do. Um, okay, so for the Oscars in 2018, actress in the supporting role went to Allison Janney for I, Tonya. Yeah, see, Lori I wouldn't Metcalf. I wouldn't have given it to that. Uh, that's and hard. Maggie, I think Allison Janney's great. The other nominee that. was Mary J. Blige for Mudbound, so oh, right. now what are you going to pick? I was yeah. That was Lori a great Metcalf. year for the Oscars. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I, Tonya, that was Mudbound, Phantom year. Thread, Lady Bird, Shape of Water. Call Me By Your Name. Call Me By yeah. Your Name. That was a great mm-hmm. year. It was. Nobody I was rooting for won, though. Yeah, I wish Sersha would have won. Everybody says don't. Anyways. So. Oh, wait. We're done. (laughs) I'm really. Yeah, we're done. I think moral of the story is uh, there needs to be more female directed movies. And also watch One Night in Miami because it's not. It wasn't on any of our lists, but we really did enjoy it. And we think it's. Um, I would have put it on my list, but I thought since we just talked about it before. That's definitely. That That would definitely be. I'm really excited. In my top five. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm really excited for it. Greta it's on Amazon Prime, sorry. directorial future as well. Um, she's directing a movie about Barbie, played by Margot Robbie, and it's about like a Barbie who's kicked out of her like perfect life and everything for like not going with. That'll be interesting. Yes, it's like, actually. I about think the, it's kind of doll. like that. What's that movie with Ty- oh. uh, Tyra Banks? <laughs> Life sized. <laughs> Life size. I feel like it's that, but it's more serious, and it's with Margot Robbie, who obviously is Barbie incarnate. So. But before she gets back to directing, she's going to be acting in Noah's No Bombach's new movie. What's his new movie? Oh, I can't remember. It's based off of a yeah, book. Yeah, I'm excited um, for that. Oh, starting... I did see this. You sent it to us, I think. Yeah, little wh- or uh, little white, like noise. white noise or something. Well, just white Maybe noise, and it's with lies. Adam Driver. With Adam white, Driver. White, white lies. Yes. Um, I love her. I think she's actually an amazing actress. She. I need to watch that. Francis Me too. Ha. Did she co-direct that with Noah, or was she just in it's it? Fine. I think she was just in it. Yeah. Mm, I don't really, think I so. She, she was just the star. She was part of directing. Um. It. It's um. It kind of is i came i think you would like it because it kind of has those similar ladybird vibes to like wanting cool. to be <laughs> on the um east coast and like she wants yeah. to be a dancer and um, all this also it's, i recommend watching fun. uh the 70 is it 72 or 73 questions that vogue does the one I with greta know, is yeah. like incredibly awkward and i think it's so funny it changes i can't watch those that guy makes me so uncomfortable I okay. I'm gonna be I honest. Like me them. either. I, I hate so them. Weird. I hate them. I think they're so cringy and it makes me laugh. I can't watch them. Okay. It makes me really uncomfortable. Oh, okay. I, I hate. No, you're I yucking hate my yum. Yum yucker gaslighter yet again. Um, I do like the one with Margot Robbie because I get to see their house. Her house is cool. But yes, it is awkward. Did you watch the one with uh, Emma Stone? Emma Stone. I did like that one just because it was Emma Stone. And you did get to see her yes, house, but too. that's when she was dating. Andrew Garfield so I it yeah, was I'm, I'm pretty sure she's like doesn't live there anymore not that I'm stalking her but <laughs> <sighs> any, a couple any um, final thoughts about any of our movies or any female directors um no everybody keep an eye out for another goop lawsuit perhaps <laughs> <laughs> wait also another female directed movie that's coming out soon that um, is supposed to be a big Oscar contender. It's called Nomadland, and it's um, directed by Chloe Zhao. Mm-hmm. And also mm-hmm. a couple other, shout out to a couple other recent movies that were directed by women. Um, Never Really, Sometimes Always by Liza Hintman was fantastic. First Cow, I don't remember what the actor mm-hmm. or director's name was. Um, also, we just watched Kajillionaire by Miranda July, which we hated, but if you are into Miranda July, go ahead and watch it. Wait, why did you hate that movie? Oh, uh, yeah. First Cow, first of all. It. Oh, it was a little, it was a little too, bizar- like, it was kind of too metaphorical and stuff. And I don't and like was... Evan Rachel Wood. And... and the voice that she uses is the weirdest voice ever. She tries to put on this very deep, like, lower than my voice. She talks like this. Mm. Hmm. Um, first it's... Cow was directed by Kelly Reichardt. Yes. But um, I would love to see a, some of the actresses that I love try and move into directing. Emma Stone. Because how did you know? <laughs> yes, I would love to see Emma Stone direct. I feel like I'm she, sure would, it'll she happen. would do really well. Yeah, she seems like, like she a very a... good vision because she's a great actress. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that's all for now, I think. Yeah, good. <laughs> that's all we can give you well, today. as always, thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter. Oh, Until also, funny time. thing on Twitter. I hope BuzzFeed doesn't listen to this. Oh, I didn't. Never mind. I didn't. Uh, never mind. 
I was thinking that I did follow us on the BuzzFeed account, but then I didn't. Well, maybe we'll get a follow from BuzzFeed one of these days. And I would like to say thank you for to the Culture Countdown for following oh, my welcome. art Instagram. <laughs> Follow me at Maybell Studios. M A E B E L. Okay. Follow us at Give Me Culture on Twitter and Culture Countdown <laughs> on Instagram. Yes. We'll see. Is it y'all. the Culture Countdown or Culture Countdown? Just Culture Countdown. All right. We're gonna give you some culture. Oh, this we need weekend. to get back on our um our albums. Because I didn't do one last week. Oh, shoot. I didn't do one. I'll do one this week. Yeah, me too. All right. Well. <laughs> me well, too. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. All right. Everyone Cue have the a blessed day. Bye. I said a bye from the culture countdown. I said a bye. <laughs>